Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Wednesday, September the 1st. Happy September as the Cardinals split a doubleheader with the Cincinnati Reds, but they do take care of business and win the series two games out of three. Some negatives, some positives. We're breaking it all down on today's episode of Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, everybody, welcome into the show. My name is Lucas Smith. Hosts of Locked On Cardinals were brought to you today by Spotify Green Room. Be sure to download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Cardinals split a doubleheader on Wednesday with the Cincinnati Reds, and they win the series, though, taking two out of three. So it wasn't the, the most dominating uh, series, despite the, the, the positive offense here and there. Uh, but the Cardinals are able to walk away with a series win. So uh, if you missed it, Jeff and I talked about game one of the series that happened all the way back on Monday. On yesterday's episode of Locked On Cardinals, both on the YouTube page as well as your favorite podcasting platform. So today I'm talking game two and three. Um, so both games of the doubleheader. And then tomorrow's Locked On Cardinals, I'll be talking about should any Cardinals be in the running for national awards? Simple answer, or the quick answer you might say is no. But I'll break it down a little bit and give give why the Cardinals should it might have a dark horse candidate in a couple different categories. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started on today's show. Talking a little bit, um, or starting game one, as the Cardinals do dominate or uh, do take care of this, I should say, in game one, as Paul Goldschmidt is the one doing the dominating, um, as you see on YouTube there, DH, of course, meaning double header, as the Cardinals get by the final score of five to four. I talked about on yesterday's show the fact that the recipe for the Cardinals' success would be strong pitching. That's how they're going to win the game. So that's how they're going to be successful. They did not have strong pitching in games two and three of the series and either game doubleheader. Miles Mikes was not sharp. J.A. Hep was not sharp at all. And I'll get into his start in the uh, a little bit, little bit later on in the second segment. But from an offensive standpoint, there were lots of positives from this game as the Cardinals were able to muster 14 hits, scoring five runs. Paul Goldschmidt scores, um, or connects for two of those home runs as he is off or continuing, rather, his, his extremely hot start. I guess you could say he's off to a hot start here at September. And if the Cardinals are going to make a run in this September, in which they play, as I look at my handy-dandy calendar up here, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Cincinnati, New York, Dot, or Padres, Milwaukee, Chicago for four, and then Milwaukee again for three. If they're going to make a stretch run, they need Paul Goldschmidt to do what Paul Goldschmidt is doing. According to MLB.com, let's take a look at his last Let's take a look at his last two weeks. He's been on fire for a while. Let's just take a look at his last two weeks, or 15 games, I guess I should say. Uh, six home runs, 14 runs driven, and he's got a slant, or, uh, hitting 386 on base of 453, slugging 860. 860 is his slugging percentage in his last 15 games. His last seven games, it's 957. These are remarkable numbers. Paul Goldschmidt is still an extremely valuable and extremely strong part of this team. There's no question about it. When right, can be one of the most dominating hitters in all of baseball. Jeff and I talked about it a little bit yesterday on the show. What would a conversation between Paul Goldschmidt and Joey Votto be? And that, that was kind of uh, fun to, to break down a little bit. But the, the fact of the matter is that these the, both those guys are still very good hitters, even at this stage in, this, in their career. And Paul Goldschmidt is showing you that right now. He's putting up numbers that we haven't seen him do in a Cardinal uniform 
um, since, since his tenure began. I mean, let's take a look at 2019, 260 the average, 346 on base, 476 slugging. Those are solid numbers. But now 287 is the average, 355 the on base, 493 the slugging. All those numbers up, 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 and away. Home runs have a chance to surpass his 10 runs, uh, but he should pass the RBI total from that year. Has a chance to be a 3,100 man. Uh, Nolan Arnauto also has that chance. But for, for me, Paul Goldschmidt, I mean, obviously he was the difference in this game, hitting the two home runs that he did, getting on base on all four occasions as he does draw two other walks. Paul Goldschmidt was pretty remarkable in that game one today. Out, outside of him, the Cardinals were able to get a little bit of offense. Tyler O'Neill had a double. And here's here, even a home run. Harrison Bates trying to maybe do in September what he did back in July because August was not kind to Mr. Bader, um, including these two games today. When you, when you look at Bader's last 30 games, which is about a month, month um, about a month sample size, if you take, uh, beg your pardon. He's 20 for 112. That's a 179 average, a 244 on base, and a 241 slugging, and a 31 punch outs. So hopefully Harrison Bader can can restart things a little bit. But to me, the, the story of that game was, was Paul, not only Paul Goldschmidt, because he obviously dominated, like I said, hitting two home runs, two, two on base all four times, didn't strike out uh, once. But but the bullpen really saved the Cardinals as they go four shutout innings. Hennessy Cabrera with two shutout innings. That was remarkable. Saved the bullpen a little bit, especially knowing what was going to happen as the Cardinals have a one-inning start from J.A. Happ and have to turn away from Junior Fernandez quickly because of injury. Huge for Cabrera to go two innings there. Luis Garcia goes a scoreless inning, and a Giovanni Gallegos, who is, in my opinion, the team's new closer, closes out, gets to save his fourth of the season. His ERA is down to 297. Again, bullpen ERA isn't necessarily the best case to go off or the best number to go off of for what an effective bullpen looks like. But nevertheless, the bullpen was another positive. Paul Goldschmidt and the bullpen carried this team to a win today as the Cardinals were able to secure a series win. You would have loved for them to get not only the, the, the double header sweep, but the sweep of the series and be just a half a game out. But as it stands right now, the, the Cardinals sit at 68 and 63, Reds at 71 and 63. So they're even in the loss column, both at 63 games. The Reds having played just a few more games, obviously, than the St. Louis Cardinals. So there still is a bit of a difference there. But it, it's going to be a fun and exciting September. At least it has the the makings of one. Because uh, when you look at that second wild card spot, which is very attainable for a number of different teams, the Padres, Phillies, and Cardinals are all within three games. Cardinals are just two and a half back of the Cincinnati Reds as I sit here and record this on Wednesday night. So the, the, the Cardinals show that they're able, they have the ability rather, to, to beat a playoff team. And again, I'll talk about that a little bit more in segment number three as to you know how much do you take into effect this one series um, I misspoke earlier. The, the record on the game was one off. The Cardinals are 68 and 64. Beg your pardon. The Reds are six, 72 and 63. So still, still very close. Two and a half games back. Got to play the games. And game one was a very uh, good indicator. Again, I know it was a seven inning game, but it was a good indicator that the Cardinal offense, at least Paul Goldschmidt, has the capability to, to be um, to be very solid. And I think that, that, that that's, you know, when Paul Goldschmidt is going right, and Nolan Arenado had a home run in game number two, Tammy Edmond also had a productive day. I mentioned Tyler O'Neill had the extra base hit. When he's going right, when, when, when Paul Goldschmidt is clicking, this offense is clicking 100%. He, he is a cog in this lineup. One, you know, They signed the big contract that they made the big trade for him because they knew that he was going to be a difference maker. 
He's proved that at least in the, at least during the second half. He has put up some gaudy numbers here in the second half. Home run numbers are, are you know down, but the, the second half of the season post All Star break isn't exactly the halfway point. Um, so, but but still, the, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, Paul Goldschmidt slugging at a, an 800 clip in the last 15 days. That's he's got six home runs of his 22 hits. Pretty remarkable stuff from the Cardinal first baseman and something that the Cardinals desperately need down the stretch. And it's a good thing that the moment, momentum is in the Cardinals' hands. So that, that's all the positives from, from game one. Paul Goldschmidt, bullpen, throwing Bader's positive as well. Dylan Carlson had two hits. So, yes, very, very positive. One negative thing from this game that I will share, and again, it's hard to complain about a 14-hit barrage, but 14 hits and five runs means you're going to strand some base runners. Cardinals stranded nine, went over seven with runners in scoring position. So, you know, there are, there were some positives. Game one saw a couple of runners stranded on base and um, 0 for with runners in scoring position as well. But hey, wins a win. Cardinals take the series. It's a positive thing. This afternoon, I was feeling good. I don't know about you guys, but like my shirt, I was feeling green. I was feeling good and happy and ready to go. And then game two happened. Game two is not as pretty, not as fun. We'll still talk about it, break it all down here in the next segment of Locked on Cardinals. But first, I want to tell you about our title sponsor today, and that is Green Room. It's the first social and audio platform made for sports fans like you and me. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Cardinals once a week, and you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. It's the perfect place to join or start conversations around the league, and you will have a chance to chat with me when I host Locked Room. I hosted one over the Cardinals, re-signed Yadier Molina. So we're in there for debates, watch parties, post-game breakdowns, and biggest news and rumors. So go download the free Green Room app now, available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for all the latest league updates. Follow me at LJ Fastball to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it, and I don't want to miss you there as well. It's going to be fun. So I'll be sure to see you there. Green Room is changing the way we talk sports. Hope you guys enjoyed the game one. I sure did. Hope you guys had the positives out and were ready to roll. I was ready for a sweep. You know, sweep, sweeping a doubleheader is not an easy thing. I wasn't putting it in the bag. But on yesterday's show and on Monday's crossover with, with, with Jeff as well, I predicted the Cardinals would, would lose two out of three, that the Reds would take um, two out of three. The Cardinals were only going to win one game. So I was wrong. I'm happy to be wrong in, in that case. Uh, but the Cardinals did lose game three today and or game three of the series and game two of the doubleheader. And it was ugly. 12-2. Tommy Edmond, home run, first inning. Positive. Love that. When Tommy Edmond, you know, when anybody in the top of the lineup is, is rolling, that's a good thing. Seems pretty obvious to say, right? So he, he got things going with the home run. You're feeling pretty good. J.A. Happ coming off a string of some really good starts. Has pitched well as a Cardinal. And J.A. Happ just picked the absolute worst time to turn in his worst start as a St. Louis Cardinal. It's his final line. Just one inning, eight hits, seven earned runs, two walks, two home runs. By far the worst start as a Cardinal. It wasn't even close. Because prior to this start as a Cardinal, his lowest innings pitched were five, and his highest earned runs were two. Put it this way, in five August starts, he pitched 28 and a third innings and gave up seven earned runs. In one September start, he has pitched one inning and given up seven earned runs. 
His ERA, his ERA went from 5.76 to 6.20. That is not good. <laughs> so Jay Happ picked a really, really bad time to just flat out not get anybody out. And somebody that he was unable to get out in his tenure, Nicholas, excuse me, Nicholas Castellanos. As Castellanos blasts two home runs, one of them being a grand slam in that seven-run second inning for the Cincinnati Reds. Because uh, in this game, the, the bullpen was not able to hold the lead. Uh, the only scoreless outings were from Cody Whitley inning in the third, and it was good to see Reyes get a scoreless inning, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But let, let's talk about Castellanos. Uh, Castellanos was, had, had his bat checked for uh, for it, according to Derek Gold, who tweeted, and I'm reading it here, um, quote, that, uh, that they were checking the bat to see if how much the bat checked when Castellanos went to the plate, according to an MLB official. They decided the bat did not de- determine him from hitting the ball out of the park, I did not determine the ball, excuse me, did not determine him hitting the ball out of the park. Quote, the bat was okay, official says. Um, so so long story short, the officials who checked the bat didn't deem that the chip was affecting the bat plane. It was a pretty significant chip. I don't know if you guys saw a picture of it or not, but it was very significant. I don't, it seems kind of weird to me. I don't think it would have affected too much. I don't think J.A. Happ, uh, I don't think Nicholas Castellanos needed any additional help when facing J.A. Happ tonight because he just did not get the job done, plain and simple. And, you know, th- this one start does not make the, the move a terrible move. You, you can argue it was or a bad move in the time, and that's a different argument. J.A. Happ has lived, has surpassed any and all expectations I think anybody had for him coming into this start or coming in whenever he got traded. I don't think anybody had too high of expectations, myself included. And Hap really has turned that around. In my opinion, he, he has pitched very well as a St. Louis Cardinal up until today. Like I said, he picked a very, very bad time to do so behind him. Junior Fernandez, who, who did leave the game as well, pitched it just an inning in a, or just a third of an inning. Rather he's charged with two earned runs. Ponce de Leon, an inning in a third. He's charged with two earned runs. Cody Whitley, um, Brandon Dixon as well, who's a nice Olympics uh, Olympic story. Uh, he goes and ending, gives up a run on a solo blast. Um, to excuse me, I'm scrolling a little bit, a little bit too quickly here. Uh, to Eugenio Suarez, who I know Jeff Carr was happy to actually see Suarez get a home run because Suarez almost did a home run in the first inning as well. And Suarez has been struggling, so I know Jeff Carr of Locked On Reds was happy to see that. But Brandon Dixon is somebody who has pitched for the Cardinals in the past. All the way back in 2011, he most recently pitched for them in, in four games, six and a third innings pitched in 2012. Dixon was, you know, a member technically of that 2011 World Series championship team, also part of the Olympic team um, here for the Tokyo Olympics. So, uh, good story there for Brandon Dixon. But we, we, we kind of saw the, the extreme highs of the St. Louis Cardinals today and the extreme lows. Be, be, you know, we did not see good starting pitching today, and that would you know, normally be included in an, in an extreme high, but losing a, the splitting a doubleheader isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially when you have the series one, it was a successful start or to, to the doubleheader. Wonderful. But the way the Cardinals lost in game number two is not ideal, even in the slightest of terms, but it's definitely kind of eyebrow raising to think, Ooh, which of these is the real Cardinal team? And it, it it's hard to, to pinpoint because it, it's it's a long season, right? And you're going to have different games that different happen. But based on how the Cardinals have played against teams that are above 500, and I'll get that stat pulled up here in just a moment, you'd have to wonder if the latter is really how the Cardinals play against – is the real Cardinals team. I'm not saying they're going to lose 12-2 every time, but you have to wonder, is that really who they play? Because the Cardinals against above 500 teams are 23-35. and 35. 
So of the teams I mentioned who are in the hunt for a wild card spot, you could say the Mets, they're five and a half back. But let's just look at the Cardinals, Phillies, Padres, and Reds. Cardinals, Phillies, Padres, and Reds. Okay, so the Cardinals are 23 and 35 against teams above 500. Not good. The Reds are 33 and 40 against teams above 500. Not great. Phillies, 33 and 35 against teams above 500. Not great as well. Padres, 32 and 25 against teams above 500. That is good. So the only team that has successful numbers against teams above 500 are the San Diego Padres. So the Cardinals are facing every game, every game that they play for the rest of this season, other than the, the Chicago Cubs, who are 58 and 75. They play them four times in the second to last week of the season. Cardinals are facing above 500 teams. Uh, I'm sorry, and the Mets as well, who are 65 and 67. My apologies. But that, that's only... Uh, seven games uh, against teams that are sub 500 at this moment in time. The Mets could be above 500 by the time they play them. So getting clobbered like this in the second game of a doubleheader before you leave town, yes, you won the series. And you try, and I, I try and be as positive as I can. They won the series. You Most of the time I would say the Cardinals have the momentum going forward, but this game too was just such a momentum killer. It really was. I think that even if you, if you if you switch it, if the Cardinals get clobbered 12-2 in the first game and then come back and win Fed the 4 in the second game or get clobbered whatever, or even if they lose the first one the second, you leave with a better taste in your mouth. We saw the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, and the Cardinals, in my opinion, despite – and they can spin it all they want, and, and I'm sure they are, and I'm sure they're very happy to take two out of three. I'm happy they took two out of three as well, but I do think as well – Leaving town like that has to just absolutely be brutal. And hopefully when they play them next weekend, I keep looking over there on the YouTube channel because that's where my schedule is. When they play the Reds next weekend at home, the Colonels are locked and loaded and ready to go. So that's the game two recap. Wasn't pretty. Wasn't good. Wasn't fun <laughs> um, in, in any sense of the word. But the Cardinals do come away with a series win. So we'll give kind of my series recap thoughts in segment number three as well as talk a little bit about the, the upcoming Brewers series, what I'm looking for there, and kind of previewing tomorrow's episode about possible um, national award shows or national award candidates of the St. Louis Cardinals coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about the best tasting protein bar on the market. If you're a long-time listener, you know. If you're short-term, you know. If you're a new listener, I'm here to tell you it is Built Bar. They have so many delicious flavors. They have something for everyone, whether it's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. They have something for everybody. And if you don't know because you've got so many choices, get yourself a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors I'm getting myself a box of double chocolate whenever I order. I always love myself some double chocolate. It's called double chocolate because they're all covered 100% in chocolate. But that doesn't mean these bars aren't healthy. They are extremely healthy with 17 to 18 grams of protein in each bar, calories ranging from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar and net carbs as well. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today. What are you waiting for? Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's pretty neat as well. So, so many good reasons. I'll give you one more with the promo code LOCKED15. Enter that promo code at Built.com for 15% off your order at Built.com. Once again, that promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. And stop me if this sounds familiar. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. 
Well, I want to tell you about a simple way that to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to get your TV life together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch all your favorite sports, shows, and movies all in one time, and or excuse me, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again for your TV needs. And best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Ten those Cardinals should should be feeling decent about themselves because as as as, as much as I did say that it does suck to leave with a bad taste in your mouth. This series is a positive one. It's one series. I get that. They have a lot of opportunities to not live up to expectations coming up the next month. They have a lot of opportunities to fall back down or whatever you want to say. I get that. September is not going to be easy. But the fact that the Cardinals were able to beat a playoff team, in my opinion, says a lot about them. Because let, let's go back and look at, at, the, at the St. Louis Cardinals schedule together. And let, let's take a look at the last time that they won, or the, the, the last number of series against playoff or, or playoff contending teams, okay? So they won this one against the Reds, who as of now hold the playoff spot and will be contending for the playoffs for the rest of the season until the last day, in my opinion. They played the Milwaukee Brewers August 17th through the 19th, and they lost two out of three. They played the Atlanta Braves, who currently are first place in the NL East. They got swept in St. Louis. They didn't beat an above 500 team in a series in the month of August. Granted, they only had two, but still. Going back to July, they, they played the Cincinnati Reds. They lost two out of three there on July 23rd through the 24th. Last time the Cardinals beat a playoff team in a series was the San Francisco Giants when they did that twice in the month of July, July 5th through the 7th, and July 16th through the 18th. Twice. Twice since July. And again, not a lot of opportunities. I get that. But let's go back even further. They got, they lost three out of four to the Atlanta Braves on June 17th through the 20th. They lost to a playoff team at the time, getting swept by the Cubs June 11th through the 13th. They've got taken three out of four against the Reds the first weekend of June. They lost two out of three to the Dodgers that middle week of June. The Cardinals have not played well against 500 teams. There's no other way to put it. 23 and 35. So for the fact that the Cardinals were able to get this series win as a clubhouse guy, as, as a player, as a coach, as a fan of this team, you, that part is positive. Yes, I get there are negatives about this series. I just mentioned about them. But the bottom line is a series win a month ago in the season, you've got just two and a half games out of a wild card spot, of a playoff spot. Once you get into the playoff spot, anything can happen. We've seen this a lot as people who follow the Cardinals. We might be seeing, we might be, we might say that too much looking back to 2011, 2006, 1964 as well. There are three years that are called out a lot as saying anything can happen. I think it was 2014, the second wild card Giants made a big run to the World Series. I get that in 2012 mixed up. I think it was 14. It had to have been 14. There wasn't a second, or Cardinals were the second wild card in 2012. So get to the playoffs, anything can happen. I'm not saying the Cardinals would be favored against the Dodgers or Giants. They wouldn't be at all, even against the Giants when the Cardinals won that season series. It's going to be a tough to get in. It's going to be tough once you're in, but it's going to be really tough to get in with this Cardinals remaining schedule. 
Maybe the Mets continue to struggle a little bit, and that becomes more of an easier series. Cubs series, at least on paper, should be a little bit easier. Cardinals have had some decent success um, in, in their most recent series, taking three out of four. That could have been a sweep. Trying to stay positive without being just blindly positive is how I'm trying to take the rest of this series, the rest of this, or the rest of this season, excuse me. And to me, that that, that means looking at the fact that Cardinals just beat a, a playoff team in a series. That that's you know I feel like I use the phrase that's huge a lot, so I'm going to try and stay away from that. But that is a big momentum push. If you're going to spend that way, I get it. That there are still things to talk about. There are still things to, to be worried about from this Cardinal team. But that that's a big it's a big time positive. This weekend, another that they have a chances all the way up until really September 24th to try and prove themselves. You could argue September 13th they play the Mets. That might be a break of a playoff team. They're going to have to keep proving and proving it day in and day out. They're going to need a 2011 type and type of run to get to the playoffs. I'm not even saying this team has the capability to do that or has the capability to, or not, I'm not saying this team has the capability to make it to the World Series. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying they're going to need a 2011 type run, not only from them, but as Sully from Lockdown MLB has pointed out to me numerous times, they're going to need a couple teams to fall off the table or at least struggle down the stretch. So it's going to be a tall task. I don't think I'm. I hope I'm not shattering any of your guys' perception of what the season's going to be because I don't. Any any followers of this team should know that this is not going to be an easy climb. Even though the Cardinals are just two and a half back because of their schedule, it's going to be extremely tough. And now with really three or three or four question marks in the rotation outside of Adam Wainwright, you know, is John Lester still a question mark? Probably is Jay have a question mark now? Maybe. You know, maybe it was just one fluke start. KK Cantlin is still a question mark. Miles Michaelis is still a question mark. It's going to be a really tall task. This weekend, you know, the, the, the NL Central is decided. The The Brewers are winning the NL Central. You know, end of play today, the Brewers have a 10-game lead. I think ma- magic number is eight is 19. Excuse me. The Reds' elimination number is 19. The NL Central is locked. It's over. But the Cardinals can still make it tough and they can, they're going to have to win the series and have to prove that they can beat playoff teams. It's going to be a tall task. The Cardinals have, are going to have Adam Wainwright going on Friday. So that's a, that's, that's a big time positive on tomorrow's show on Thursday's off day show. Going to be talking about should any Cardinals be in the, uh, the category of a, of a national award, Cy Young, MVP, et cetera, et cetera. I'll tell you right now, I think Paul Goldschmidt might be making a case to be in, in that running. <laughs> if he continues his hot stretch, should Adam Wainwright be a Cy Young contender? Should Dylan Carlson be Rookie of the Year? Should Giovanni Gallegos be in the run for Reliever of the Year? Those four questions I will answer, and I will, you know, give reasoning to why. Yes, I'll also be kind of giving my thoughts on it, but I will start the show and go through most of the show, giving reasons why. Yes, so be sure to tune in to Thursday's show of Locked On Cardinals. Um, but that's going to do it for this show of Locked On Cardinals. Thank you for for watching it late, listening to it late. Um, Wanted to, to kind of recap the whole series in one show, so I'm doing a late episode here on Wednesday, September 1st. Happy September, everybody. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter, at LJFastball, uh, for, for most of the coverage. Also, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Be sure to tell your friends about the show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, as well as uh, on your favorite podcasting platforms. Locked on Cardinals is free. Anywhere and everywhere, you get your podcast all the time. Uh, so if you can't find a spot, 
DM me on social media and I will let you know a spot to find it. Uh, but until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.